power is generated from the ground up. What athletes do is they, they push down against the ground and the ground pushes back. And then what kinematic sequencing is all about is taking that energy when the ground pushes back and, and going through you know your legs, your hips, your arms, and ultimately to the bat or throwing and ultimately to the ball. If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG Plus, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Transcending Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. My guest is Sang Kim. He is the CEO and founder of 4D Motion. Sang, welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm glad, to, glad you're on today. And, I, you know, you're, what we're doing now in the world of technology, and I was thinking about this morning about the evolution of how we've been able to teach and how we've been able to assess our athletes over the years and how far we've come. And we are currently, um, thanks to tools such as 4D Motion and others, where we are better than we've ever been and the information that we're able to provide and the feedback that we're able to provide our athletes are, it's never been this good. So we are at, we are like peaking in terms of the information that we're able to give our athletes, the measurements, the, the accuracy of the information, and really, really able to help people to um, to be the best that they, the best version of themselves. However, that requires something on the on the end of the players and the coaches because now they have to learn how to how to be, <laughs> they have to learn technology. They have to learn how to be patient, how to actually yeah. use other parts of the brain to make those assessments. And I want to talk to you about that because we have this 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 4D motion product which uses sensors to be able to track um, the sequencing and the movement of, of the you know, different movement patterns of the athletes. So if you could, um, a little bit about your, you know, your background, um, how you got into uh, technology, specifically sports technology, maybe we went to school, how do you, what does someone do? Where do you go to school to learn how to do that? Like, how, how does that all work? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, not sure if you learned in school. Um, my, my, <laughs> My, my background, um, I've been in kind of the technology world since the early 90s. Um, really uh, almost grew up with the birth of the internet. Um, I work for several internet startups uh, since then, uh, created and sold my own company uh, uh, in the early 2000s. 
Um, and then it gave me an opportunity to kind of play a lot of golf. Okay. <laughs> okay. I really, I really enjoyed. Um, and you know, I'm pretty, uh, I don't know if the right word is competitive, but when I do something, I want to, I want to just try to do it as well as I can. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was kind of the birth of this was, um, you know, swinging golf clubs, not easy <laughs> and no, making no. it do what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I looked at what was around, I, I thought there were a couple of things, uh, that could really help people get better faster. Um, first is, a really good way to measure what you're actually doing. Uh, it's a term called proprioception. That's, mm -hmm. it's kind of feel versus real. And that fast, uh, what you feel like you're doing, what you're actually doing are, are often very, very far apart. So I, I thought it would be really helpful to measure what you're doing. Um, and, and I knew that video was good, but it has its flaws, you know, a uh, different right. camera angle of a few degrees could drastically alter uh, the view. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought the other thing that was really important is uh, real science of movement. So biomechanics, you know, there's a lot of good knowledge that once you can measure, you can apply biomechanical principles to figure out the most efficient way to generate speed, force, you know, power. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I, I kind of came up with the idea to do this. Uh, it was a lot harder than I thought. Um, working with sensors, it mm -hmm. took four years instead of one. Um, but um, I think the other thing to really make it practical, because yeah, 3D capture existed when I started this, but uh, the, the analogy that I use is, I wanted to create like a, a PC version of, you know, like what, you know, mainframes existed before then, right? So I thought 3D capture systems uh, were like mainframes. They're really big, really expensive, really complicated. So inaccessible to most people. So I wanted to create something that was powerful, but fast, simple, portable and affordable so that everybody can use it anywhere. Uh, so the, I, I think all of those elements are really important. Uh, so that's, that's been our kind of design goal. Mm -hmm. um, we started off in the golf world. Uh, golf's been doing probably 3D longest for most sports. There's a lot of good data. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so all around the world uh, by local golf pros and the professionals uh, globally. And then when it's all, um, and it's, uh, it's been great. We've, uh, we have over a third of the MLB teams uh, using it. We have great, you know, colleges and academy instructors. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a little bit of background how we got here. That's great. So explain, talk to us about 4D motion. I know we, we, we're working with theaters right now mostly mm -hmm. and, and pictures mostly um for those who don't know mm -hmm. what is it it you know sure the sensors like in, in yeah. a nutshell what is it yeah so it's tiny wireless sensors so imagine a sensor about the size of a little smaller than a poker chip mm -hmm. and with 4d motion you could put them on any part of the body any or all parts of the body and the back um, and when you put these sensors on and you swing, throw, whatever, uh, a few things happen. One is you recreate you in 3D, uh, so you can see your motion from any camera angle, because mm -hmm. uh, now it's in 3D. Front, side, back, top, upside down, however you want to look at it. But more importantly, we now have all of the data. 
you know, how far did you, or how much did you rotate your, your, your chest? Uh, what's the difference between your chest and hip rotation? What's the angular velocity? What was your bat attack angle path? So imagine anything you could possibly want to measure can now be measured and reported to you in seconds. Who is it for? Is it, is it just for MLB and colleges or are kids using it? Uh, are younger, you know, amateurs using it? Like 14 yeah. year olds, 12 year olds? And if yeah, so, it's... how? And let's start with hitting, if sure. you could. Sure. Okay. Um, so first, it's for it's for everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's always been our goal. So even though we have, you know, the World Series champions and other teams, MLB teams using it, and college teams, um, a, a good portion of our customer base and and the, the customers we design for are just local academies and club teams, mm -hmm. um, and consumers themselves. So we've made it simple enough and affordable enough that it could be used by everyone. Um, uh, and then just, you know, one quick note in, in light of the current environment, we've even created a remote training program to make it uh, really affordable for everyone. So and that's everybody. That's, and I'm I've been taking full advantage of that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <the> yeah. <laughs> so everybody's stuck at home. Mm -hmm. uh, a coach can actually, uh, uh, um, uh, we can ship the sensors to the players and then mm -hmm. the coach can uh, coach virtually. Uh, so when the players, you can have them do drills, uh, and, and you will get all, all the data. You can look at the data, and you can make adjustments uh, and give them training drills based on that. Um, but then you, you asked about like hitting specifically, right? Yeah. So um, th there's there's a couple aspects to it. Uh, I would say you know first we can we can measure you know we have many setups. Uh, you can you know measure any part of the body and bat that you want. Mm -hmm. um, but then what, what is it? coach do with that information right so i think there's there's a few categories one is that there are just known biomechanical principles like the kinematic sequence yeah so we know for you know any particular athlete you know they're given strength flexibility skill level uh we can look at the sequence of their hip chest arm bat and help them get faster um in minutes and and we've done this at the pro level you have many many examples where we'll see you know, maybe the hips and the chest were out of sequence or the bat was firing first. So, so, so that's just generally known and agreed upon. Mm -hmm. um, and you can instantly see somebody's kinematic sequence and, uh, you know, tell them where their, their power leaks are. And then, you know, sometimes that 10, 15% uh, bat speed increase uh, in seconds. Uh, we've done this at the professional level. So mm -hmm. definitely, definitely room for growth at the, uh, at the amateur level. Um, but then there's also, you know, the coaches can apply their own coaching knowledge because we'll give them all the data. You know, mm -hmm. if the coach believes that there's a certain bat attack angle or if the most important thing is have a certain amount of hip clearance before impact, wh whatever it is that that you believe will, we'll, you know, we'll give the coach the information that they need so that they can coach how they want to. Uh, we don't try to dictate any method or, or tell the coaches how to coach. We're just trying to give them the information that they need. And I think that's important because that it's that it's that it's almost like we want to try to achieve that perfect blend of science of hitting with the art of hitting. Exactly. And, and I think that's what that's important to coaches. Is and, and I think that's the one thing that people who would fear technology would, would really fear. But at, at the same time, I believe that we we have to defer to science. So that we can make sure that what we are teaching 
is efficient, especially in in that biomechanics part that that, we, that, you, that, you, that you talked about earlier. Um, also, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned feel versus real, and in my experience um, with working with technology for so many years, um, most players they may think that they they're doing something, but then the technology will show them, "Hey, look, you're really not doing what you thought you were doing," and here's why. Look, take a look. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and now we're able Absolutely. to. And now we get we get that aha moment. From the athlete, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Aha, okay, now I got to make these little yeah. adjustments." And now we're starting to really go from, and sometimes going to the next level, especially when you're working with the elite athletes, is a really mm-hmm. small, detailed change or adjustment. It's not this big adjustment because we can't see those small adjustments sometimes with just video, or you know, even even with high def video and slow mo, it, it's very difficult to to see how things are sequencing to the millisecond. So, which could you talk yeah. to us about that 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 kinematic sequencing part? Because I think sometimes most people don't realize how important sequencing is to generating power, whether we're hitting or we're throwing. Um, they just feel like, yes. well, well, we're doing what we said we had to do. The arm, the elbow's in the right slot if I'm a pitcher, or you know, right. the stride length is where the stride length should be. But there's so many other factors that are going to contribute to what I like to call effortless power. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, just just a brief overview. The the mm-hmm. I, I think the kinematic sequence is, um, it's one of the most useful applications of three D, mm-hmm. um, because you really can't see the the, the kinematic sequence e- even with high high speed video. We're, we're talking about making right. adjustments that are on the order of maybe 10, 20 milliseconds. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 really fast. Um, but the basic idea is that power is generated from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and if there's a rotational movement to the sport or, or even some linear movement, um, what athletes do is they, they push down against the ground and the ground pushes back. And then what kinematic sequencing is all about is taking that energy when the ground pushes back and, and going through you know, your legs, your hips, your arms, and ultimately to the bat or in throwing ultimately to the ball and most of the time you know we're, we're, we're athletes or not um you know uh, even at the professional level they're just phenomenal athletes mm-hmm. but uh biomechanically there's oh, there's usually uh, opportunity and and you know, just to highlight you know certain things about kinematic sequence uh we want to see a transition so that's like you know imagine a batter kind of rotating into the swing we want to see hips firing first, then chest, then the arm. Mm-hmm. Back. Um, we want to see speed gain across segments. So we, we just know from research that, you know, the chest should be moving at least 30 to 40% faster than the hips. The arm should be moving 30, 40% faster than the, uh, the chest. Mm-hmm. And the back should probably be moving, you know, 120% uh, faster. Uh, and if you're not, that means leaking power. Um, there's also a deceleration. Uh, deceleration order. I, I think that's one of the more interesting things that it's you know, probably yeah. not intuitive and people don't really talk about, but um, the harder you put on your brakes on your hips and doing it in the right order, the more energy is going to transfer to your chest. And, uh, and I think probably the best example is internet connection is unstable. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll try to continue where I think I left off. Um, okay. 
So, so one of the uh, one of the best examples of the importance of uh, breaking or decelerating decelerating yeah. part of the body you see in, in softball pitchers. You see when that arm comes down, it's pretty much that the, the what they're trying to do is decelerate their arm as fast as possible so that the energy can fly into the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it almost stops when that arm hits hits their hips or in great batters you see that they rotate their hips they're, they're clearing it but they kind of stop it looks like mm-hmm. that they're not actually stopped but it, it almost looks like they're stopping and what that allows that does is it allows energy to transfer throughout the chain mm-hmm. so that's that's a really good example of um now does it mean you can't be a great hitter or or, or, or pitcher uh yeah, with a flawed kinematic sequence no you may be a great athlete and you may have figured it out but if you improve it, you'll be even better. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, 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 I 100% believe that. And I, I found and, and I've studied and I've learned uh, through my TPI certification that when, the, you know, in that sequence, the next mm-hmm. movement pattern or the next segment of movements that has to happen needs the former segment to actually slow down so that they can get that speed. Exactly. And, and you're right. Exactly. You're right. Most people don't talk about that. Because it's something that is isn't isn't as intuitive as we think it is, and I want I want to talk to you yeah. about the um, the because I, I have I've worked with a lot of different uh, companies and mm. quite frankly most of them have come from golf with regards mm-hmm. to biofeedback and with when we're dealing with sensors we usually deal, it's usually has been flawed over the years because of the people have had a hard time stabilizing the sensor on the body with fast movements. But what I've noticed with mm-hmm. fluid motion um, is that these sensors are pretty stable. They're not moving in the, when you hold them in the straps or you hold them on the clip or you hold them in the, in the, in the, in the yeah. like little vest thing, they're really mm-hmm. stable. And, and most people that I've, most companies that I've worked with in the past haven't been able to achieve that. How did you, how did you do that? And what, how important is, is having the sensors to be stable throughout the movement patterns of the... Of the- yeah, it's, it's, it's really important because what we're looking for is we're looking for the sensor to move with that bone. So um, uh, the more it's you know, moving around its own, the, the less accurate the information is. Right. So I, I think it's, it's a result of a couple of things. Um, First, it's just the size. Uh, in the past, the sensors have been bigger and heavier, so it's you know it's got its own mass, it's got its own velocity that's significant, and in fast-moving objects, it, it might slide slide around, or it might need a, a strap or harness that's so big it, it's really uncomfortable for the player, and now they're moving differently. So, you know, the uh, one goal is really you know eliminate wires, uh, just make it super small, super lightweight. You know, it's just a few grams um, so that you don't notice it and it stays secure, uh, stick securely. Um, so we, we, you know, we custom design our own straps. Um, we have even uh, tape. Uh, so you can use a combination of, of uh, we have custom double-sided tape and mm-hmm. the strap. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super important uh, uh, that it's moving with the bone uh, in order to get the accurate information. Um, you know, calibration is, is something we also focus on, um, uh, and and in certain cases, it's 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 a little bit, uh, you know, depending on what you're measuring. If you're measuring angles, it's it's got to be super precise. Yeah. Uh, if you're ma- measuring velocity, maybe uh, it's a little bit more unfair. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So um, I'm, I've noticed um, in your system, we we have we have various module configura configurations, mm -hmm. and I like that. At first, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be too complicated. We have a two mm -hmm. a two sensor uh, two sensor configuration. We have a four sensor uh, configuration, and then you had the chest module configuration mm -hmm. with the visualization and the launch quickness. And I want to get into that if we could, because that's going to mm -hmm. be like my mm -hmm. my thing. That's I already know that's going to be what I'm going to be doing the most. And um, mm -hmm. so when the fact that we can evaluate or assess, get the data, and then we can also use the modules to train. Is what I like most, exactly. because we're gonna we're gonna get that exactly. feedback in the in the training session immediately, which I love mm -hmm. because there's nothing worse than measuring something and then having to go back home and look at it and then come back to the athlete. That's like the most frustrating yeah. thing because you lose the momentum in the session. So absolutely. Um, so I'm glad we have the, the 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 ability to do that. But please, let's talk about. Um, I want to talk about this chess mod, the chess module with the bat and mm -hmm. the visualization piece. And then mm -hmm. that launch quickness thing. I thought that was, I thought that was um, <laughs> ingenious because I, I'm surprised nobody ever thought of that. Nobody's ever thought of that yet. <laughs> I mean, it's just good. It's well, amazing that we can, we can you we can yeah. get the visual stimulus involved mm -hmm. in, the, in the training process and get feedback. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just quick word about kind of the, what you talked about before. So, you know, we have a few flavors of the system. We have, we have a full system, which basically allows you to measure almost anything. There's like mm -hmm. dozens of setups, graphs, data galore. So if you're really into the data and the biomechanics and the science of it, mm -hmm. the full system allows you to measure everything. But what we found is that, you know, it, that could be a little bit overwhelming to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So what modules are, are uh, they're, they're very focused training uh, components that allow you to work on things like, you know, chest speed or stability or, or reaction time or kinematic sequence. And so it's greatly simplified. It's, it's really fast. Um, so you can swing, throw, get the data, see what you need, what alteration you need to make and make that adjustment and, and, and then go. Um, and then the launch quickness, uh, first of all, I have to give credit to uh, Richard Skank. He was the person who contacted me and said, hey, we need to build this. So uh, uh, we, we built that with uh, a lot of his idea and design. Uh, but the, the basic idea is that one of the most important things in hitting is how quickly uh, you can go from making a decision to swing and then mm -hmm. Uh, to the impact area, you know, get that bat moving. Because the faster that you can do that, the longer you could wait on that ball, see that mm -hmm. see that pitch, and nowhere to hit. Uh, so it's it's this really cool module we developed uh, where it gives you these audio and vis and or visual cues of when to swing, and then when you swing, we measure, we give you we give you the numbers. So we give you the total time from the cue to swing to impact. Uh, but the most important one that, that we were designed for is what we call launch quickness, which is how much time did it take you from the video or audio cue to swing to get the bat moving to a certain speed? Uh, because the rest of that just can be bat speed, but you know, how quickly can you do it? And I'll tell you, it's, it's hard. Like the, some of the fastest numbers I've seen are maybe 140 millisecond range. Mm -hmm. uh, 
typically the first time somebody tries it, they're at like 500 milliseconds. Right. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's a, it's a very cool module to, uh, to work on kind of quickness aspect of hitting. What I've noticed with it also is there's a cognitive piece to it also because there's an actual area of a zone that you have to hit that lights up on the iPad. Yeah, exactly. So you have exactly. to have the accuracy yeah. also and process that fast mm. as well. And, and you got to kind of make exactly. that little in-flight adjustment. I think that's great. That is absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, thank uh, you. In, in terms of in terms of the the interface, right? I've, I found the interface to be very very easy. And that, that's the most important thing to me. The two most important things for me with, with, uh, with regards to technology is obviously functionality and, and that it actually works, which we, which we know that, that it actually works. But the, the, two, the other two things after that are gonna be for me is the interface and how, how easy it is to, to understand without like reading a, reading a, a 400 page <laughs> tutorial. Because <laughs> people just wanna, you know, yeah. we, don't really, we don't really wanna read a manual. We wanna watch a couple of videos yeah. and just kind of go ahead and get, and get it going. And then exactly the, uh, the the support, you know, the quickness and the, uh, the how quickly do do you guys respond um, to the, the support needs of the client, support needs of the user, and the knowledge base. How often is it is it updated, and how easy is that going to be, and how does that work when I when I when I purchase the system? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know. We live in a mobile world. We most mm -hmm. of us spend most of our time on, you know, phones and, and tablets and iPads. So, uh, you know, our, our system is mobile system. It's just very intuitive. We didn't want to create something that looked like a, you know, complex desktop application. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's really an, an app based system. And, um, you know, we're really a, a product first company. Uh, vast majority of our company is just, you know, engineering. Um, where we update our product, I think faster than anybody else in the market. We are typically putting out a new release every few weeks uh, with new features and capabilities uh, that you know we get feedback from our clients. Uh, say, hey, you know, we'd like to see this measurement or create this setup or configuration, or, or even modules. You know, Rob, um, we've designed the modules uh, in such a way that we can crank them out pretty quickly. So, Rob, if you came back and said, hey. I really, as a coach, I really focus on this aspect. Can you give me a module that, um, you know, measures these uh, these things and give me these pieces of information? You know, chances are we could we could turn that around very quickly because uh, wow. we want to create as many of these. Yeah, so we've we've been doing that. All the modules that we've created were uh, requests from clients, um, and that's we're going to be cranking out more every month. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and then you know support—it's—it's it's really important to us. So I think it's a priority for the company. Uh, we're typically very fast. We'll spend time with you on the phone. We'll do a Skype if we need to. Mm -hmm. um, um, so yeah, we you know we'll think uh, happy customers the uh, best form of advertising. So on the pitching side, mm -hmm. um, slash throwing, how does how does that how does that module setup work, and what are some of the key features or key uh, key metrics that we want to look, kind of look for and to, to understand uh, sequencing, proper sequencing and, and um, obtaining more velocity for pitchers. Sure. Um, so, so we have a few, we have, uh, we have a couple on the uh, baseball uh, mm -hmm. pitching side and, mm -hmm. and we've also partnered 
uh, we, we also partner with a with an expert coach and we have uh, softball pitching modules uh, but um, to give you an example in, in pitching right so we're interested in speed um, what's interesting is the the pitching motion actually the kinematic sequence uh, more mirrors the golf swing than even the hitting mm-hmm. uh, and I think one of the reasons are that you, you don't have you have all the time in the world and you don't have to react to anything um, so you know, we, we give you, you know, the kinematic sequence. Um, we also give you what we call kinematic timing. Mm. Uh, so research shows that it's not enough to just say you have the proper uh, transition and deceleration sequence. But what kinematic timing does, for example, is it, it gives you the number of milliseconds between your hip peaking and your chest peaking. And it turns out the more time you have between those two, the more you're getting that spring effect, you know, that, 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 that elastic spring effect um, in your motion, and the more speed you're going to get generated. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I personally like to look at the graphs because I want to see all the information, but, but the kinematic timing um, is, you know, sometimes referred to as chest delay is, is going to enable you to generate more speed because what we're looking for is a safer way to generate speed, right? So mm-hmm. not just, you know, muscling it with your, with your, with your shoulder, uh, but you know, in taking your your big muscles, your 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 front leg posting off that plant, you know, going into extension, you know, and, and that's going to kind of give you your power, and then most efficiently, you know, getting that you know thoracic rotation, that hip chest separation, so that you can really generate power that way versus just relying on your arm, which can be more dangerous. Yeah, I, I feel like um, kinematic timing is a really really important i mean really important because you have so many people who maybe like you said they may be in sequence but then there's like a timing of when what should be happening and what the what the uh separation time or the lag time between these movements should be and i, I think you uh, are you, you referring to rick Pauly with the with the pro the uh pitcher yes 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 yeah, so you know rick Pauly, I, i've never met rick Pauly, but i've had an, I've, I've met a lot of students of his and in fact, I, I, when I coached professional softball, Sarah Pauly, his daughter, uh, played, on, played on the team that I coached, the USSA Pride at the time. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, Rick, uh, we actually have two uh-huh. uh, uh, pitching modules that were really designed by, by Rick um, mm-hmm. um, and, and Sarah's uh, help as well. Okay. Uh, one is uh, the kinematic sequence for softball, but the other one is, is positional. So really the optimal position of your hips, chest, arm um, throughout that pitching motion. Uh, and the, the other thing that we do with modules is uh, we try to partner with really uh, you know, expert experienced coaches um, so that each module has videos. Uh, you know, For example, on that softball pitching one, there's a video from Rick he explained what we're trying to do with the module, what each of the numbers mean, what numbers we're looking for, and if the numbers are, aren't, aren't there, um, drills on how to improve motion. So modules are really kind of fully packaged so that you buy it, you watch the video, you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're getting the information, and you're making adjustments. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, that's great. So um, now, how do we get it? How do we get in touch with you guys to get it? where we find it yeah so it's 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 right on our website mm-hmm. www.the the number four uh, dmotionsports.com mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the, you know, just pick the sport, pick whether you're a coach or a player, and you'll see all the options available to you. Uh, we try to create as many options for your need and for your budget. Uh, but if you have any questions about the package, just shoot us a note, info at 40motionsports.com. Um, one of our people will give you a call back uh, and you could you know, talk about your needs and, and put you into the best, uh, into the best system. That's great. I've, I've been working with Conrad and he's been phenomenal. I feel like he's my best friend right now. <laughs> <laughs> we talk awesome, on the phone yes. so, so much and we, and we, uh, and he's great. I mean, he's patient with me because I'm like, uh, I feel like I'm bothering this guy, but he never makes me feel like I'm bothering him. <laughs> no, no. Con- Conrad's great to help you out and he's a huge sports nut. So. Yeah, he, he's, he's yeah. been great. So, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and I, uh, I'm looking forward to, working with for the emotion and, and what i do with my clients um I'm, I'm working with clients all over the country we doing we're doing player labs and really getting the softball world specifically to take a closer look at the science and really start to understand the way the body needs to move because that's where the game is going i mean i think the game yeah. golf has golf has sparked something in baseball and i believe that baseball is sparking something in softball and i believe yeah. that the way the, 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 the trajectory of the game is really leaning leaning into the, the technology of today and is really going to be very helpful in taking players that would be um, these good players and giving them an opportunity to become great. Yeah. And, and that, that's, yeah. what, that's what it's all about, you know? Absolutely. And, and I think that the trends that we've seen in the golf world will, will happen in baseball and softball as well. And mm-hmm. One of the first things you start to see once they apply know uh, measurement whether it's 3d or, or force plates um, or you know uh, you know launch monitors is that a lot of the science and reality starts to um, replace some of the uh, older opinions uh, and we found in golf that a lot of the things that they used to teach uh, really weren't creating you know didn't have that cause effect relationship that they thought mm-hmm. um, and that's you know dramatically improved the game and we're already seeing that in baseball a lot. You know, we go to a lot of conferences. And somebody who's done some research or with these technologies, the uh, first thing you hear is, "Well, I was taught this as a young player, but we now know it's actually this." Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, I, yeah. So, you know, ultimately, I, I think all of this, the, the goal is to you know help young players uh, improve faster. You know, make sure that they're working on the right things, and then just as importantly, uh, doing it safely. So some of the things we're coming out uh, in the near future are uh, more movement assessment, range of motion technology, as well as workload management. Yeah. So we know that fatigue is one of the most, well, fatigue, like for example, in pitching is the biggest uh, risk factor. It's if you throw in your fatigue, you're 36 times more likely to, uh, to injure yourself. So yeah. we want to make sure that they're working the right amount um, and resting the right amount. Yeah, that's crucial. That's great. So any, any final thoughts? We're going to uh, let you go. I know you're busy. You're a CEO. I know you got stuff to do. No, <laughs> no any, it's any uh, uh, Rob. Great. Yeah. Great speaking with you. And uh, we look forward to working with you. Yeah. Just, you know, any ideas or any adjustments, just give us a shout. I will definitely do so. Have a good time. Have a good day. Be safe. We'll talk soon. You too. You All too. Right. Thank you.